0: Last episode was a little racy. is not like racial, not like just racy. <laughs> not that, yeah. yeah, not that. Yeah. Well, this episode is going to go further with that. Oh, great. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> How Beer and Bible gets canceled. <laughs> like, and syndication? No, no. We never got to syndication. We were close. Right. Well, not that either. No, we weren't close at uh, all. No. Hey, everybody. I am Neil, our lead questioner, and I'm half the show. Is that how I say it? Yes. Okay. The boss, too. The boss. The boss. The architect. Yes. And I'm Chris, the
1: uh, super high-functioning alcoholic. I had a, a little hiccup there <laughs> in my brain. Right. Super high-functioning alcoholic, official Bible reader, and the other half
0: of the trip. So welcome to Beer and Bible. And what are you drinking tonight, Chris? Aha!
1: The old man has changed his ways a little bit. I tried something. Oh, I didn't try. It's been around for a while, but for some reason, I jumped back on it. Back, back on it. It's a uh, a regional brewery called Three Notched Brewing Company. Their 40 mile IPA. It's really good. It's uh, I got I, I'm still drinking my voodoos. Okay. But I've been getting on these for the past few weeks and I'm digging it. What is 40 mile? I don't know. I don't understand the idea behind it. I'm sure if I read it it's very fine print. It's a West Coast style IPA. It's pretty good. 6% alcohol, 40 IBUs. Pretty Hmm. good. They describe it as bold and hoppy. It's still got a little fruity twang to it. See, I like a little fruityness in the beer, but I don't like it really overpowering. This Mm. one tastes like good beer with just a little kind of
0: tangy finish. I like it.
1: Okay, right on. And it likes me. It's doing its job.
0: Good. Good. I'm now going to continue talking about the Bible. Yes. And as I said, we're going to get very racial about this whole thing. So we talked about how... Going back to chapter fourteen, Jesus finds out that Herod, who is the king of that area, he not king of that area, but he is one of the co rulers of that area. A figurehead. Figurehead. Right. He's the guy put in place to look like he's in charge. And he
1: starts getting By the Roman Romans? Yes, yes. The yes. Romans
0: propped him up as the puppet king. We have two episodes on this Herod's father on our twenty twenty two, I think. I think so. You're talking about one of the Christmas episodes? Yes.
1: Yeah, browse here. Listen to every single one of our Christmas episodes, and you'll figure it out.
0: Yes. And it will <laughs> change how you view every nativity scene yes. going Most forward. Most of our there. Christmas
1: episodes involve him in one way or the other. Oh, yeah. There yeah. might be one that doesn't like heavily involve us talking shit about him.
0: I think we talk... Well, we've been, never mind, I'm So this have, is the sun. This is yeah, the sun. About, okay. Right. So he is worried about Jesus and this following, and he thinks that maybe it's John the Baptist who's come back from the dead. Yeah. So he's worried about it. So Jesus starts trying to remove himself and get away from everything. And then... He's like, there's too much heat. I got to get out of here for a little while. Right. And so what does he do? He starts a huge fight, an argument among all the Jewish people up north. <laughs> he
1: pisses off his own government people.
0: Right. So now he's going to move away from that area. So let's go ahead, and we're going to pick up in... Chapter 15, verse 21, I think.
1: Right, let's do it. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly
0: from demon possession. As always... That's a bad problem to have. Yeah, as always, whenever you get into these stories, these introductions are full of so much information that we just don't understand. (laughs) This is crazy, too, because it's like, demons come up a lot.
1: Like, uh, there's some things... I'm not going to say it's like... Okay, it's weird. that If you read the Bible, and you're sitting there, whether you understand all this or not, it's kind of like, I'm sitting here like, okay, one god doesn't really like holler at people the way he used to or just like come around talkers. it's like not really a thing where it's like okay so we come from church and if any of you are listening to go to church or ever went to church people are like oh you know they, especially my congregation or whatever that i grew up in you would speak in tongues or god spoke to you and all this and that spoiler alert I, for some reason it never happened to me <laughs> where i was trying to do good i always felt like something was wrong because it never got like the voice or anything like that but like Back in the day, it seems like this was common knowledge. Like, God might, you might be visited by an angel or God might come around. You know, all these stories of God like coming around and talking to people mm-hmm. or like, maybe not God, but just angels and all this stuff. But the other side of that coin is apparently there's fucking demons everywhere. It's yes. like Dungeons and Dragons or something where you could just be walking through the woods and a fucking demon hops out and just like jumps, like crawls up your butthole or something and like possesses you. like Straight up Castlevania. Yeah, that seems like, at, like now they're like, oh yeah, you know, you're more likely to get killed by a shark or something or you're more likely to get in a killed by a car than a shark and it's like back in the day it seems like oh you're more likely to get possessed by a
0: demon than in a car wreck it's like what <laughs> right. the fuck like there's everywhere in biblical <laughs> times that is 100 accurate i can attest to that
1: <laughs> like demons are just crawling around everywhere it's crazy yeah. like how come i mean maybe it happens now but also too it's like other set like another argument i was gonna say like well maybe it's just that it just doesn't happen now because it's like you know, communities aren't so tight-knit, but, like, everybody's on fucking Instagram and Facebook and, like, I mean, shout-out Instagram, like, <laughs> <at Bear Bible laughs> Show, but, you know, TikTok and Instagram and all this shit, so it's, like, you see things more, you know, so it's, like, how are we not seeing more demon possessions? I do not know. I've heard stories of, like, stuff that happens out. I want to see some more demon possessions. Yeah.
0: Again, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to see it, but, like, <laughs> everybody was getting
1: possessed back in the
0: day. Yeah. So speaking of the demon thing, I do want to get into that. So we need to lead into that. And we have this introduction. And the first thing we say that she's in this region of Tyre Sidon. So if you think about Palos and you go to the north coastal area, right there in the Mediterranean, that would be the place. If you go back to one of our first episodes, it's the one that is the live launch where we're recording in front of a a live studio audience. Hmm. And we talk about that area. And that is closer to being outside of the land of Israel. That's where there are other gods, other people, groups of things like that. So Jesus has moved very far away from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. they at the very edges of where he, you know, he's from. The fringes of the f- society. Yes, yes. And so you have this woman that's a Canaanite. And I want to say in Mark or Luke, they have different words of describing her. I heard one person summarize who she is. So That's funny because I was just talking about like, when's he getting the hell away from that lake? Right, and he finally— he's, <laughs> Now he's away from the lake. Right, you ask and you shall receive. Yeah, so he's, he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to step away from these people. So a couple of things are happening. We talked about the idea, if Jesus is talking specifically about the ethnic practices or what it means to be Jewish in an ethnic sense, he is now taking his disciples away from their ethnicity to another towards another ethnicity. He's saying, hey, all these things that make up who you are and identify you, I'm going to move you to a different group away from that. Um, that I just want to say I'm, I'm combining one of our interpretations from our last episode into this story. Yeah. If you want to go that route. Either way you interpret it is that Matthew has just had this turning point where Jesus has offended the Jewish people. He's moving away from them. Yes. And he's open Not just
1: the, the people, the, the leaders. Yes. The
0: community leaders. Yeah. And then he told everyone gather around. So he he told them to get him. fucked. Yes. <laughs> So, he is up in this area. So, here's this woman. She is nationally Phoenician. One. Politically, she is Syrian. Two. Uh, Then, the way that Matthew describes her, she's ethnically Canaanite. Okay, three. And then, she is culturally and linguistically, she is Greek. Four. So, she sort of embodies four different Gentile
1: groups. Like, everything surrounding them. But but, But Jewish. Yeah,
0: Jewish. (laughs) And so... Jesus moved his disciples to a place that has historically been a place of um, challenge to the Israeli God. (laughs) Then he runs into this woman who is everything opposite of Israeli. And she comes out and she says, Lord, and she calls him son of David. Hmm. And, so his the, his
1: story has gotten way out. Like it's really all over the place. Like right. People know about him.
0: Yeah. And I imagine she's speaking this with a thick accent. Hmm. She's heard these phrases. Like she's like, who's this guy? His name's Jesus. They call him like, it's, it's kind of like when we sit and we learn about another culture and they say, um, well, there's the prophet Muhammad. What else is he called? And you start telling me what what the prophet Muhammad is called. So if I knew him as Muhammad, now I know he's a prophet Muhammad. She's culturally aware. Yeah. Jesus shows up. She finds out about him. She goes to him. And then she wants her daughter healed because her daughter's demon-possessed. Here's the thing, though, is if you're a Jewish person, you're like, play demon games, get demon prizes. (laughs) God. You are a Canaanite (laughs) woman who worships some other god, some other deity, and you're coming to Jesus trying to get healed for this thing. Like, yeah, you, you got yourself into this mess. <laughs> of course, a Syrian, Canaanite, Phoenician, Greek-speaking woman is going to have a demon-possessed daughter. Like, this is... You did it. <laughs> you, did. you did it to yourself. <laughs> a bunch of, you know, these Hebrew... And I'm using male and female because that is a dynamic that comes into play in this situation. Yeah. Is, it's unlike the centurion, who is of the oppressive group... Mm-hmm. Who is has power, has some money, and is coming to Jesus saying, "I have authority." And you know, if a police officer walks up to your your hippie hobo Messiah and says, "Hey, here's what's going to go on," like of course, hippie hobo Jesus is going to pay attention. Yeah, which I realize uh, if, if you listen this before, I don't think Jesus is a hippie hobo, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying as far as authority and how you have. It, I don't know if Jesus has gone outside of the land, or at least he's right on the edge of Israel mm-hmm. and maybe this woman's traveling in to find this guy. And she's again, she is done her homework. She has figured out what to call this guy. She's heard from the people around the area. You call him Lord, you call him son of David. And she might even be saying Lord of just like a, a matter of respect. How do I express respect to this guy? Yeah. But she knows the word she heard from somebody to call this guy, son of David, that that's going to be the smart thing to to do. Mm-hmm. So she's heard it from the Jewish Um, religion and Jewish tales that she's heard. So let's go ahead and pick up on the next couple verses. Let's do it. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples
1: came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. (sighs) Hmm. Again, loving, compassionate Jesus. Damn. Damn, he's still in a mood ever since he told them (laughs) Pharisees get fucked.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love, I love it. Doesn't that throw you off on your idea of hippie Jesus? Like yeah, he loves like everybody. brooding, mad Jesus. So first he doesn't answer her. He doesn't say anything. He's just like ignoring her. And then the disciples are like, "Go send her away." And the disciples, when they said that, they, they we don't really know what their inflection was. It could be that they were just like, "Dude, Jesus, just heal her, like real quick, like come on, man." Yeah. Like you, you've done this before to a lot of people. Yeah, healer, shut her up. Like you're we're drawing attention. Yeah. Like. Why do you need to? And Jesus gets sassy, and I love it because Jesus. We've talked about this before. Is that I think in my mind often we have this idea that Jesus is only rude to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. He's only rude to the religious elite. He is a jerk to a lot of people, and so here's a woman who is on the outside rejected. I don't know how rejected. Like maybe she's like really wealthy in her region or whatever. Either way, she's not accepted by his culture, yeah. his ethnicity. She drags herself in there, learns how to speak
1: to him. And she's like humbled herself, like or like put herself in a situation coming into this. She's at a low point in her life, too, because her daughter's got, got the demon in her or yeah. her child. Yeah.
0: I can't remember. I think it was a daughter. I, yeah. yeah. And as a father, like you would, if you went to a doctor, I whatever I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a doctor's, like, yeah, F off. Like, yeah. That would suck. And so he says, the lost sheep of Israel. And that comes from Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6. Remember, the Matthew and Jesus is always quoting scripture. He always has to be like, "This Jesus is exactly what we saw in the Old Testament or the Tanakh or our Jewish scriptures." So let's go ahead and read this.
1: You won't believe this, but I already actually have that randomly marked for no reason at all. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. It's God. But it was God. It, God it was in post production. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting
0: place. So he is saying, I have come here specifically for the lost sheep of my ethnic geographic group. Now, whether that means he is here for all of Israel and he considers all of his, his people lost, or if he is saying, I have come here specifically for the, those within my community that are lost. So Jesus is like, I'm here to feed these people first. I'm here to take care of my own. Your family's not as impaired here to me. Take care of me and mine's. Yeah. So this is not a very comfortable situation. No, not at all. Does not make Jesus seem like a good yeah, guy. Yeah, they
1: don't teach this one in Sunday church. Uh, they do, but it's always in a nice,
0: like every Sunday school church yeah. story is always yeah. like, hey, you know, hey, buddy Jesus.
1: First of all, Jesus was not a dick. <laughs> That's a weird way to start the message, Pastor Neil. That would be me as a pastor, 100%. <laughs> Five people walk out. <laughs> well, now that we got them out the way, you got to have a big vein popping on your forehead and just loosen up your tie and be real sweaty and stomping <laughs> around the stage. Oh. And yell, you got to yell. You got to ratchet up that tone just all the way through the sermon, go from like one to a 10.
0: What's also interesting, we don't know if Matthew was hinting at this before, but that same book, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. earlier in it is there's a section where he talks specifically about all nations coming to Israel. So it's almost like Jesus is mentioning a line from a song, and then two or three verses later on the song, or like the bridge, that's where it talks about her coming in. So mm. it could be that even if Jesus is really pissed, he's like, I do remember this, and it's kind of like this. Like he, But he, he he's saying one thing, but yeah. there's this other side of it as well. I don't know if Matthew's going for that because... We just read from chapter 50. This comes from chapter 31. Mm. So it's pretty distant in the book. 20 chapters is big. yeah. But it's within the same book of all nations are going to come to this Messiah figure. That'd be Jesus, which wonder if he's, he's sitting there going, oh, no, not me. <laughs> not now. I don't know. So let's go ahead and read the next section. All right.
1: The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Damn, he's
0: like doubling down. So her address to him now is just Lord. So he just told her, screw you, go away. Yeah. And her reaction is, with respect still. She still addresses him with respect. Yeah, She's like, Lord, and still speaks to him that way. She bows down. Again, huge respect. She's physically putting herself in a humble position to this Jesus guy who just sassed her back. Mm-hmm. He's like treated her this way, and her response is still calling him Lord. And maybe that's because he's a master of 12 disciples, and so she understands that. Rabbinically, you have to address him that way. Mm-hmm. Either way, she's still maintaining some sort of, some semblance of respect for this guy. And she's bowing down to him, so she's also physically showing respect after he insulted her something else interesting too is like out like so
1: she's she's outside of her area like where her yes. home she's away from her home jesus is on like the complete other side of the world basically from where he usually hangs out right so i wonder if she even knows like how does she even know it's him i mean maybe just like vague description that she's heard of a guy with like 12 other guys kind of around maybe all the disciples aren't with him maybe she's just like But I guess the news is maybe traveled because I assume at this point, I don't know if there's people like following him Mm -hmm. or because she's able to like go right up to him. So I can't imagine there's a crowd around him. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, there's not like ID cards or anything or he's not in the local news. So it's kind of like and the fact that she keeps going after it instead of being like. You know, because he doesn't even acknowledge her, so she but maybe this is the wrong guy. Or even then, he's, like, disrespecting her or whatever, and she's, like, still going after it, even though, like, is this the right guy? Is it not? Like, is it worth it? Maybe all these rumors that I heard are bullshit, like, because she's not, you know. So yeah. that's pretty... She's really putting herself out there to, like...
0: It, it would be so weird. Imagine for a second that there was an organization that paid hospital bills. 100% paid all of your hospital bills. And you went and you approached them, and they said... You are not this. Yeah. Whatever it is, male, female, Hispanic, Asian, wh- like whatever it is yeah. that you can't control. You have nothing to be a part of. You want in on this thing. And they say, no. And you say, why? Because you are not of me. You are not my people. Yeah. This is just not fitting well. Right. And then for her to say, I really want in. And she's still with respect. She doesn't disrespect her because she doesn't like sass him back. Yeah. I'm sure she could. Like, I probably... This would be
1: easy for you. Like, I've heard of all the things you do. This is like a wave of your hand. Like, why are you being like this? Like, and like yeah, nothing. She's just like, no, Lord, please.
0: Yeah, I wonder if this is her only hope. And also she's leaving her other, you know, demons and everything else that she's, w- what the Jewish people would have assumed is the cause of all these things. Like you mm. said, you know, play demon games, get demon prizes. Yeah. So she's in a bad situation and Jesus calls her a dog. we talked ta- so fucked up. Y- yes. And... <laughs> You can imagine that is not a very good thing to say. Yeah. He is using a derogatory term towards this woman, a derogatory term that like the Jewish people had to call somebody a dog. Uh, I want to say in the older days, so even even a couple hundred years prior to Jesus, um, I want to say in Semitic languages, dog could be or no, maybe it was. All right, I'm. I know where you're going with this. Well, there's. I don't know the timeline on this, but I know in that area at some point dog was used for a male prostitute. Mm. And Jesus uses, when he uses dog here, it is a diminutive form, which I've heard some people be like, oh, it's like a little doggy. And if I'm like, if I call you a little, little dog, drug- Right. <laughs> you little bitch. Is, that, is that any better? Is that no, no. That's not any better. No. Not at all. So Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, so this is in Matthew, he said, do not give what is holy to dogs. So Jesus already said this. Back in chapter 5. Well, that's uncomfortable. So he's like, don't give this to her. How would Jewish people be reading this in the Tanakh, or in the, what the Christians call the Old Testament? It would be, dogs are these scavenging, predatory animals. So, you're a scavenger. You're a predator. You are gross. You are not something that should be around. Dogs are thought of as lowly creatures, and dogs are, are easily the image of something that's inferior, even contemptible. Hmm. And th- another scholar had said that dogs was a derogatory term for Gentiles. So he's like using a pejorative. Oh, wow. So, you know, like pick whatever ethnic slur you want to choose and fill that in with dog. And that's what Jesus was using. He was using that. It, that's another scholar said that idea. Uh, one of the reasons for it, they were explaining was because they copulated out in the open. So like, you know, Gentiles, you know, they'll, they'll f-, f anything with legs, you know, oh, yeah, that, that was their idea. In Revelation, so the Christian church is going to use dog in reference to sorcerers. Hmm. So play demon games, get demon pro- problems. or get, wait, Play yeah. demon games, get demon prizes. Yeah. Sorcerers. So I know a lot of people have pushed for the idea of like, it's a diminutive term. It's not really that negative. Uh, to myself and a lot of scholars, this is is derogatory.
1: It's real bad. Yes. Jesus being a dick right here. Yes. Peter might have been pissing him off on that trip. <laughs> They were walking that whole time. I assume they walk everywhere. I don't know any kind of like
0: device that would carry thirteen people around. Jesus has already told her, "Go away. I'm only here for the lost sheep." She pushes further, and he says, "Yeah, I'm not going to give that to." <laughs> it goes from "I'm here for my people" to him vocalizing saying, "I am not here for your people." Yeah, which sucks. It was like, it's like one thing to be like, hey, "He, he." In a way, he could have ended the conversation with, "Hey, will you help me?" No, I'm here to take care of my own. Thank you very much. Have a great day. But instead, he insults her. He insults her. He goes, he doesn't just say, I'm here for my people. He says, just to clarify, I am not here for you people. What do you mean by you people? You know what I mean. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and read her response. Mm. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, Jesus (laughs) does not make me
1: comfortable at all. Uh, Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Boom. So apparently that's all it takes. Just keep harassing him. Just make it through the racial slurs
0: and Jesus will
1: help you. Moral of the story.
0: That is sort of how it's pitched a lot of times to me. For those of you who don't know my story, I'm an American guy raised in the West, and I've been living in this world where Everybody's friends. We should not focus on color. And suddenly, I'm faced with a racist Jesus, <laughs> and it's very, very uncomfortable for me because even when I went to Bible college, Jesus was the wonderful hippie guy, yeah, that brought everyone love and peace and joy and healing. And for him to say something and be say first, I'm only here for myself. Well, that's a little selfish. And then he turns around and says. I'm not here for you, and I'm going to use a slur or a negative connotation towards you. For her to embrace that, she embraces it. She doesn't say, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. She says, yes, I understand that you are here priority for your people. She doesn't fight him. She doesn't combat with him. She doesn't go against him. Yeah. She says, no, I get it. You're here for your people. But even so, she, she sort of embraces position and that makes me uncomfortable because I want the Jesus that raises people up yeah I want the Jesus that welcomes us not this Jesus that says something that's insulting I wonder if that like kind of like broke him a little bit when she
1: answers like that because yeah. it's just like immediately switches and is like oh shit like, yeah. yeah like looks up a little bit like hmm damn have I been too blind in this if I had blinders <laughs> on this whole time like I maybe love, not. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> again, and, this comes back to this human Jesus idea, like, or that I keep having of just like, yeah, you know.
0: I know a lot of ways that it's been explained is that Jesus was going to teach them a lesson. Look, I don't want to insult somebody to make a point, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure that's a smart move. And maybe that's, again, me being Western is I'm not used to that style of teaching where Jesus saw this opportunity and he also probably knows this woman's heart, knows her intentions, knows what's going to happen. He's going to show how this plays out. And insulting her, I'll also say this. In the end, I doubt that she retells that story about how Jesus insults her, and she probably retells that story about how Jesus saved her daughter. Yeah. So that's probably not a big cost to her. Right. The insult and the demeaning and the, the way Jesus treated her in order for the result that she gets, it's probably like, call me a dog all you want. My daughter's healed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other side, his disciples are still working out of their culture and their expectations and what they're going through and to see Jesus do this. And even they spoke up and said, heal her, just do it real quick. Yeah. Just like, or just send it. her away. We, are not sure which it could be heal her or it could be tell her to get the F off. Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. know. We don't know. I just, both of them are worth holding in, in your mind. Um, but I don't feel comfortable with that. I yeah. do not feel comfortable with Jesus insulting a woman to make a point to his disciples. At the same time, in the Matthewan account, remember Matthew is organizing things. And remember how he said that we had the Jewish bid point last week? Well, the story before the Jewish bid point was Peter almost drowning, him <laughs> having little faith, and yeah. Jesus being like, you have little faith. And he is a male, most likely Pharisee, from the right tribe, from the right location, from the right town, who has been with Jesus this whole time. So he is... Good, ethnically perfect Peter. Yeah. and hard Mr. Work- Privilege. Privilege. And then you have, you have this woman who is ethnically of the wrong category. And it, I would like to think about it this way. It's similar to someone who is um, ethnically Asian, ethnically Hispanic, ethnically white, but living in a different country. Mm-hmm. So she is ethnically one way, nationally a different way, speaks a different language, and is politically, she's aligned with all the wrong people. She's not a person of privilege. She is a woman. She also has a demon, which would tell these other people that she's been doing something that's sinful in order to end up in her situation. <coughs> so sinful, ethically incorrect woman. <laughs> and what's Jesus' reaction is? Stepping. Get out of here. Well, yeah. So he says that, but but I'm thinking more along the lines of Jesus saying to Peter, who just Couple days ago, was drowning, and Jesus, like you have crappy faith, is turning around and looking at and going, "That's the faith." Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Her reaction to me is the way it should be done, not the way you did it, Peter. That's the way. So Matthew has these two points. That if you're looking at the midpoint of the book, you're going, Jewish, 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 boom. Hey, we're breaking away from the Jewish traditions, and then we're coming down, back down the mountain, and we're going. Now we're going to show you somebody that is different and is reacting. The way you think that you should be responding to Jesus is not the way you should be. The way you think the people you don't think should be responding to Jesus are. Mm. So Matthew specifically has those two stories side by side in a way. They're Mm. comparison stories. It's kind of showing how blind Israel is, like
1: how blind his own people are. Right. His own disciples. Yeah. And how like the rest of the world is more ready to accept him. Yeah. Hmm. Weird.
0: It's, it's a wild story, like I said. It's a, a bit of a bit of a mind fuck, if you will. <sighs> I have so much trouble with it, and it reminds me of this. Like, uh, just to, we, we sort of wrapped it up, but just to hear my banter about this a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. I've been through this book. I love the book of Matthew, um, only because we've been through it. Not like We're not going through it because I love the book, <laughs> just to clarify it to everybody. I've grown to love the book, and this story right here is the one that I struggle the most <laughs> with. Because I don't know how to handle a racist Jesus. Yeah. And this reminds me of the Key and Peele sketch, if anyone's ever seen it, where he's like, "I said, bitch. Like, I'm sorry, you said, that. <laughs>
1: you you said bitch." What, you yeah, said you said bitch? that to her. Yeah, yeah. Said, yeah of I course. It. It. Said, bitch.
0: She's whispering it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it further and further away. They're up in a tree at the end. Oh my god, that show was the best.
0: I could see Jesus like, and and then I said to her, I was up there and I saw this Canaanite woman. Yeah, yeah. And she came up to me. She was like, "Can you heal my daughter?" And I was all like. I said I said, eh. like, I said, I no. said, what? I said, no, bitch. You, you said bitch? Yeah. I said a bitch. I said it. But Jesus really did. Like, he just, <laughs> he flat out used a derogatory term for her and she still held to it. Mm. She still was like, no, I'm still here. I'm still here. Like heal my daughter. She's still treating him with respect. I don't know how she's feeling in the inside. I had no idea how she's you think He was looking Peter like right in the eyes while he was
1: healing her too. I don't know. After she. (laughs) Your bitch ass fell in the water.
0: Yeah. Just remember this, Peter. Look me in the eyes, Peter. Remember this. Yeah. Look. (laughs) I I want to say, going back to this, we're talking about the Gentile people. These are the non Jewish people and how they respond to Jesus in the book of Matthew. Yeah. For anybody that's not aware,
1: the word Gentile is used for literally everyone that's not Jewish. Right, right. So we just. Regardless of race, religion, any of that mm stuff. If you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile.
0: You're Um, the other then. So, the first Gentile woman mentioned in the book of Matthew goes all the way back to chapter one, and it's one of the women that's in the genealogy. I don't know how many greats that I would have to put in front of this one. His grandmother, but you know, multi generational yeah. away great, 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 yeah. great, 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 and, of course, they've already got to the point where they're like, oh, no, not me. I'm, I'm ethnically pure. I'm Jewish. I'm completely pure. But, you know, if you read his genealogy, he knows that's not true. Yeah. So he has Canaanite blood. Let's start with that. There are only two instances in the Gospels, in the biographies of Jesus, where Jesus is surprised. Hmm. The first one is the faith and response of the Roman centurion. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's one that sta- i knew that was one. Do you know the other one? Mm-mm. The lack of faith of the Israelite people he's like how could you guys be this dumb like how could you not have the faith so those are the only two two times that jesus is surprised or marvels at anything (laughs) so again we we're dealing with this huge contrast between what should be the disciples the jewish people they should be responding well in what is which is the people that are responding well are the people that that you would not expect as a jewish reader of the book of matthew yeah so damn any thoughts or commentary? No,
1: that that's just that's that's some raw Jesus for you. That's uh, we still got emotional, broody, wild Jesus going on. We're entering a new phase here. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> that
0: is, I love reading it with you because I don't think about yeah, okay. He is kind of broody. He is kind of dark. Yeah. He is pretty pissed this off. Is all the the time. Right yes. <laughs> this is the
1: Empire Strikes Back right here. Yes, this is Empire Strikes Back volume. Yeah. Oh man, well, uh, guys. Thanks for joining us again at Beer and Bible Show yeah. on Instagram. Let us know what you think.
0: And yeah, holler yeah. at us. Drop us a line. Yeah. Thank you again. And uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your frenemies. Tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you.